Welcome to the Lifelong Project Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Phillips. I'm the author of several books on project management, and I'm the instructor for many courses on project management found on Pearson Education, Udemy.com, and Instructing.com. Hey everyone, Joe Phillips here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Lifelong Project Podcast. So happy that you have decided to subscribe to my podcast. I'm very appreciative, where I talk about project management, but also some things that are all about life, the idea of the lifelong project. Well, I got some emails and some questions via Facebook and LinkedIn. Why no podcast last week? What happened to you? Well, there are two reasons why. The first reason is I need a little bit of time to set up the recording that I'm doing now, not only for the podcast, but I'll be publishing this on my YouTube channel every week. So I'll start recording these if you want to uh, see what's happening as well as just listen on YouTube. The second reason why there was no podcast and a lot more serious reason is deals with my wife. As some of you know, we take the summer and get out of Florida because it's unbearably hot and we go to Michigan. Very fortunate to do that. We both work remote, so we were able to uh, scoot up to Michigan for the summer. I love it up there. It's right on Lake Michigan, beautiful little town called Petoskey, and uh, we are most fortunate. We say all the time, how lucky are we? Well, upon our return from Michigan, we left our older cars in Michigan. So that'll be our Michigan cars, and then we had decided to, both of us, to get a new car here in Sarasota. So I got a new car, my wife got a new car, a new, a new used car, all right? But they're new to us. And we were really happy with the choices that we made. So we got off the plane without a car on Saturday, got a ride home, and then a ride over to the dealership to pick up our new cars. And we were thrilled with both of them. They were exactly what we wanted. And uh, my wife got a little sedan. I got a little hot rod car. It's cool. Never had a car like this in my life. But my wife's car was really nice. It was a very practical, great car. So she got this car on, we were back home Saturday about 5.30 or 6 o'clock. We were worn out from all the travel and dealing with the car dealership and all that fun. She gets up the next morning, Sunday morning, to go to a spinning class on you know, the little bikes there. So she's, ad, she, she's a, a pro uh, when it comes to these spinning classes. Not me. Uh, anyway, so she takes off Sunday at, at 9 a.m. for 9.30 class, and she is heading north, and there is a gentleman who is heading south, and he decides to blow the light, and there's a stoplight for him to turn left, and he blows this light doing, you know, probably 50 or 60, and just plows right into my wife's new car, and she was doing probably... 20 or 25, the light had just changed for her to move forward in her brand new used car. So she basically got T-boned last Sunday morning. Um, just, it totaled her car, didn't flip her car, but spun her all around into some other vehicles there. She'd had this car for about 17 hours. Um, the driver of the other vehicle, his car was totaled as well. Well, as it turns out, this guy was drunk, drunk driver, can't believe it, 9 a.m. on a Sunday, probably been out drinking all evening, who knows, but he was uh, pretty toasted and lit into her car, and in addition, he had no driver's license, so it was just a big, big mess. 
to top things off, it wasn't even his car that he was driving. It was his brother's car. So I feel sorry for his brother because um, it absolutely wrecked his car. Anyway, um, the airbags came out all around my wife. Every airbag in the car was deployed, went all around her body. Thank God she was not hurt. I couldn't believe it. So she called me upset, only a couple miles from home, and I zipped over there as fast as I could. And I just walked up to her car, and it was a complete mess. And I asked the uh, policeman, I said, well, where, where's the lady, the driver? That's my wife. And the officer, you know, was like, you know, she, she's over there. She's over on the, in the curb. There was a little um, convenience store and people all around her, and they've got her some ice for her nose where the airbag hit her in the face. But she was not injured. And the, looking at that car, I just knew she was on the way to the hospital. So it's just a car. We can get another car. I'm just so thankful that she was not injured. Very, very you know, scary to, to see that. I've never been around that before. I've never seen a wreck or been in a wreck. Um, so it was very um, scary and makes you realize how fragile life is. So the good news, the, everything's taken care of. The insurance was good with the other gentleman's brother. Um, that guy's in a world of trouble, of course. But thankfully, my wife is fine. She's, in fact, went to a spinning class this morning, back at it. So uh, all is well. But that's what took a lot of my time this week, you know, helping her and to navigate some of that insurance business. And, of course, we were both upset. But that's the reason why I was gone. Life happens, so changes happen. Just like in project management, unexpected things are going to happen, um, things that seem disastrous at the time. But it's important to put things in perspective, that we know there's going to be change. We know people are going to quit, that risks are going to sneak into your project, that stakeholders are going to change their mind or be unavailable or play dumb or whatever the case may be. But we have to put things into perspective. A project is just a project. A car is just a car. What's most important is our relationships with those people that we love, with our friends and our family, and that we value that relationship more than anything else. I'm not saying your projects are not important. I'm just saying they're not as important as other parts of your life. So that's what was happening there. So a real scary and realization of what um, you know, could, could happen to any of us that drive. So what have I been working on since then? Well, over the past week, I've been working on an exam prep course for the professional Scrum Master exam. If you are new to Scrum and you're aspiring to be a Scrum Master or you want a good foundation of Scrum as you prepare to pass your PMI-ACP, this will be a course for you, the Professional Scrum Master. And you can find that course on instructing.com. So the PSM, that is what I've been working on. It's a short course. I cover just the PSM exam objectives. So that's what I've been working on. Um, this is it. I actually just finished. That's why it's, uh, I'm here in my studio recording the, um, the podcast this week. Now, I've also had some questions about, well, why do you call it the Lifelong Project? Well, years ago, I wrote a book about project management and life and the similarities between the two, that projects we know are a temporary endeavor to create a unique product, service, condition, or result. And life is a temporary endeavor, and that we know that life creates a unique product, 
service, condition, or result. What you do with your life is up to you, that you are the project manager of your life and that you create the value in your life, that you create what you're interested in, where you spend your time is what you value. And so from that analogy, I wrote this little book about how life and projects have much in common and they overlap so much. And so it was more for me more than anyone else, but it really boomed. And from that, I give this lecture a lot about the lifelong project. And so that's another course, if not giving you a sales pitch, but that's another course that you can find on instructing.com. As we go into 2019, or the next year, if you're watching this you know, year or two from now on YouTube, I want you to think about, well, what goals do you have for next year? How do you want next year to be different from this year? So what are some accomplishments, some achievements? What ambitions do you have that you can begin planning for now? I think so many people wait up till December 31st or January 10th to really think about, well, what do I want to accomplish over the next year? Well, I want to challenge you to think about goals that you want to do next year. Think about those now as we enter this last few months of 2018. I sincerely believe that all of us can achieve more than we believe possible. I think that you can do more than what you believe possible. Yes, it's hard, it's difficult to hit those big lofty goals like the PMP or the ACP or even the PSM. Or yes, it's hard to run a marathon. Or yes, it's hard to lose weight and keep it off. I can certainly vouch for that. But if it were easy, everyone would do it. If it were easy, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't have value. So I want you to think about some big goals, some lofty goals for next year. And to think, how can I do this if I have a year to do? You want to write a book. You want to create a course. You want to start a business. These are all things that you can do. I sincerely believe that what one person has done, other people can do too. You have a, an asset that a lot of people don't have, though. As a project manager, you have the ability to plan and to look and forecast and you also know that the value is getting things done. There's really not value in creating a plan. The value is in doing the work. And so as you think about these goals, think about, well, what work will you have to do? And then measure your commitment, measure your energy or excitement. If you aren't excited about losing weight or you aren't excited about writing a book, then it's just not going to get done. So think about goals that are exciting to you and then develop those goals into actionable plans, so actual action items. And then get out your calendar or go on Amazon and get you a calendar for 2019 and begin mapping out the work that it will take. And then get to work. You don't necessarily have to wait till next year to start tackling your goals. There's nothing magical about January 1 other than flipping the page on the calendar or hanging a new calendar on the wall. So take action. If you want to get results, take action. Make certain that part of those results are valuing those relationships that you have with others. All right. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you have an opportunity on iTunes, I appreciate a review of what I'm sharing here. And check out my courses on instructing.com. Thanks so much for your time and keep moving forward.